Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters, I hope you're well inshallah This episode is relating to sajda sal Sajda, which the definition of it is The sajda you do at the end of a salah When, you know sometimes we forget what sajda we're on What raqah we've done And we're really unsure come the end of the salah If we have fulfilled the salah in the correct way But sometimes, you know, we get distracted Shaitan comes to us and sometimes you just end up, you're just standing there. <laughs> you're standing and thinking, what what have I just recited? Have I recited Surah Fatha? Have I done this? Have I done that? Or you go from the standing position straight down in, into the, the sajda without any ruku, um, the bending down in the middle section. There's, that, that happens, there's the question of, did we do a wudu? You could be in the middle of your salah and you then start thinking, hang on. Did I do this? Did I do that? There's, there's been times where I've been doing Salah and I'm thinking, what Salah is this? Is this Zuhur? Is it Asr? Or you're doing Maghrib and you're thinking, did I do Asr or did I just go straight from Zuhur Salah to Maghrib? You know, in those in those times of the year where the Salahs are really, really short and close together. So, SubhanAllah, there's so many distractions and confusions that can happen throughout Salah. So, this episode is concerning Sajda Sal, which... It refers to how do we overcome the mistakes? How how is it that we at the end of the salah? How can we rectify if there's any doubt in any of our actions? So uh, our our Mufti Shabazz he will take us through this lesson and some very very uh, vital points to rectify these issues in our salah. So I'll play the intro and enjoy this episode. So. The big question is this, how do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Sajda Sal, that Sajda, uh, which makes up for uh, a, a, a mistake that we have made uh, during the Salah. But what kind of mistakes do we have to do Sajda for? There are some situations we mentioned last week. For example, when we delay our furs or we miss out on a Vajib and so on. So from amongst those categories, it was one was about Vajibat, the necessary acts in Salah. So for example, to say Allahu Akbar before you move to from one position to another position is sunnat act okay when that's a sunnat act if someone forgets to say allahu akbar so we're standing is so engrossed in the recitation mashallah new surah is memorized yeah and then he dives down into ruku starts singing subhanallah but he misses out on allahu akbar now does he have to do sajda sahab in the end of the salah no he doesn't have to do sajda sahab why because he accidentally forgot to carry out a sunnah act not a wajib act if if by doing missing on a sunnah act you don't have to do sajda sahab it's only when you miss out on a wajib a necessary act that you have to make up for it by doing sajda sahab now we're going to cover the 14 wajibat uh, the necessary acts for which um, it's mentioned that if any of these are missed unknowingly, 
unknowingly, then sajda sahaf will need to be performed to correct the salah. However, if it is missed intentionally, because whatever happens today, I'm not going to read Surah Fatiha, I'm just going to read Kulhullah and go to Ruku. <laughs> Someone misses out on a wajib. So reading Surah Fatiha, for example, is wajib, but he misses out on that wajib deliberately. Now that means he will have to repeat his salah afterwards. In the last Sarakati, because you know what, you know, I did wrong, I'll just do Sajda Sahaf. No, brother, that Sajda Sahaf is going to be no good to you now because you intentionally missed out on the wajib. But yes, you forgetfully uh, missed out on it. That's a different case. Now you can make up for it with by doing a sajda sahab. Or no sajda sahab is performed, then the salah will need to be repeated. Or what happened was, the person for, uh, accidentally forgot to read Surah Fatiha. Now in the last rakah, he forgot to do sajda sahab as well. He said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And then he goes, you know what? Did I read my sajda sahab? Oh, I didn't read Surah Fatiha. Then I forgot to do sajda sahab. Now what? Now what? Now he'll just have to repeat his salah. Yeah. But yes, there is a situation. If immediately after the salah, <coughs> we've said, Salaamu Alaikum Rahmatullah, Salaamu Rahmatullah. We haven't spoken to anyone yet and nothing worldly. You may be engaged in zikr, maybe astaghfirullah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah. And you haven't spoken to anyone and neither your face or your chest has turned away from the direction of the qibla. And now we've recalled that I've missed out on the sajda self. So if a person now just says Allahu Akbar and goes into sajda and he does those two sajdas of sajda self and then he sits back down and does at-tahiyyat, drushrif and the dua and he says the two slams, this is fine. Alhamdulillah. It's still valid because he remembered it at a time when he hasn't done anything which is against the acts of Salah. He hasn't spoken anything worldly. He hasn't turned his chest away from the Qibla. He hasn't got up from a place and gone. He remained in the same place. It's perfectly fine. But we talk about a situation. A person got from a place. He's gone to the car park. And you go, you know what? I was meant to do Sajda Sahaf. <laughs> so now we just repeat that Salah again. Okay. Here it says, Number first thing is recitation from the Quran in the first two rakats of Fard Salah. After Surah Fatiha. So basically, Surah Fatiha, after Surah Fatiha, you know how we recite anywhere from the Quran. That itself is a wajib. That itself is a wajib. Recitation after Surah Fatiha is a wajib on its own. Number two, to recite Surah Fatiha in all rakats of all the salahs except the third and fourth rakats of Fard Salah in which it is Sunnah. So in all salahs, all rakats, it is necessary and wajib to recite Surah Fatiha. With the exception of third and fourth rakat of the fourth salah. The th so you're reading a four rakat fourth salah, for example, Zuhur Namaz, four rakats. Yeah? The first two rakats, Surah Fatiha, to read Surah Fatiha in the first two rakats is wajib. Followed by another surah or something, that's a separate wajib. But in the third rakat or the fourth rakat, to recite Surah Fatiha is not wajib, it is sunnah. Subhanallah. So if Umar Bai is running out on time for his meeting and he comes up from Attahiyat from second rakat and he's in his standing position for third rakat and he either stands there quiet for a few moments. 
or he just does zikr for example subhanallah wa bihamdi subhanallah alazim something short as that and then he says allahu akbar and goes into ruku his salah will be valid why because to read surah fatiha in the third or fourth rakat of the first salah was sunnah <clears throat> but this we shouldn't leave deliberately again out of our love and respect for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the sunnahs are there, Maustad says, the sunnahs are there to practice not to leave. Uh, the sunnahs are there to practice not to leave. And nowadays we question uh, just so that we can leave. Brothers, is it only sunnah? <laughs> is it only sunnah so that I can leave it? It's only sunnah, brother. Sorry, let me stick to my fraiz. No, 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 no. Our fraiz, unfortunately, are not to the level of acceptance. Where our mind is, where our concentration is, where the quality is, where the recitation is, the tajweed aspect, the pronunciation aspect. There's a whole lot that we lack in that. So we need them to be backed up by sunnah prayers. And our sunnah prayers to be backed up by the nafal prayers. Just so that when our fard acts are presented to Allah on the day of judgment, the deficiency is made up by the sunnah and nafal prayers. If we don't have a stock of them, then the first prayer, wife is not to the quality and says, you know what, it's not passing, it's not it's not reaching the pass rate. Then we've got no, you know, we, just like with our examinations sometimes, you need to pass mark, pass mark, but it's not, person's not reaching his pass mark. Then they say, okay, what's the other assignments that they did? Where, what else did they do during the year? Look at what they did in the mid of the year. How was that? How, what, 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 what percentage did they get there? They try to make up for it just so that this person can pass their final exam. But our fourth prayer to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to have a stock of sunnah and nafals. Anyway. The third vajib is to recite at least three short or one long ayat after Surah Fatiha in the first two rakats of Fard and in all rakats of all other salahs. Okay. So the thing now this first the first thing was the first vajib they mentioned was general recitation. Now in now this one is emphasizing that it should be minimum of three small verses, like for example, Kulhu Allah Ahad Surat or Surah Kawthar Inna Atena Kal Kawthar or Surah Al Asr Wal Asr Inna Al Insan Al Fi Khusr. Usman, I mentioned all your three favorite surahs there. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, no, sorry, Swan Ben, please forgive me, man. I, you know, you're on another level here. I'm just, I'm talking, by mentioning you, I'm just trying to cover my own faults, man. Please forgive me. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, <clears throat> so what was saying? So three short, three short verses or one long verse, one long verse. So someone, mashallah, um, uh, someone, someone's lent a long surah. Brother Zahid was competing, just say, with one of his sons. And you know, you know what? I'm going to learn. You do. You, you, what did you say? You know the first ruku of Surah Bakara. That's fine. I'm going to learn the last ruku of Surah Bakara. And you go to last ruku of Surah Bakara on the last side. There's two verses, right? They're, they're about half a side long each verse. So there you are. That's one long verse. So if he recites that one long verse uh, in one of his rakats, that's enough. So either three small verses or one long verse. If a person missed out on that, then he's missed out on a vajib. Number four, to recite Surah Fatiha before any other surah. So the order is necessary as well. 
So <clears throat> the brother came in and he started reading, learning that, reading that ruku that he was, you know, the hafiz hafiz need to lead taraweeh. Sometimes this hafiz the hafiz needs to lead taraweeh. He's that, he's under that much pressure. What he needs to recite next, he says Allahu Akbar. Yeah, he starts the salah and he starts reading straight what he was thinking that you know what he needs to recite next. So he forgets to read Surah Fatiha. Now by missing out on the order there, a person will have to do sajda sahf there. Okay. Number five. To maintain order between Qiyam, Ruku, Sajda and Rakats. Qiyam, Ruku, Sajda and Rakats. So the order, the standing position, the bowing position, the prostration, Sajda position, and the Rakats, the order of them, first, second, third, fourth. So the order between them to maintain that is necessary as well. So there's one brother, he sat on a chair and he's dozing off. He dozed off and now he didn't, he forgetfully, he was from, he's actually meant to be in the standing position during recitation, but you know, he he ended up doing sajda. And then he started doing sajda and he goes, Subhana Rabbilala, Subhana Rabbilala. Then he came, then he realized later on, he started doing attahiyat and he re realized, you know what, I actually missed, I actually dozed off in my standing position where he was actually in sitting position. And then I went to Sajda, I missed on my Ruku. Now because he's, uh, now he does his Ruku. He has to do his Ruku because Farz, we covered that last week. If you miss on your Farz, then you, your Salah won't be valid. So he recalled, he recalled later on. So now it's necessary upon him to do his Ruku now. He will do his Ruku, then he'll carry on from where he is. But now because he's messed up the order, he'll have to do Sajda Sahaf to make up for that deficiency. Sixth wajib is the standing position after ruku. So after a person stands up from ruku, uh, so when we say Sami Allahu liman hamida, okay, that standing position is a wajib on its own. May Allah forgive, may Allah forgive, may Allah forgive. Some people in salah from ruku they're gone straight to sajda. <laughs> from Ruku position, they're actually straight into Sajda. They're cutting it short, innit? They're cutting it short. <laughs> I need to get to work. <laughs> right? So they're cutting it short from Ruku position, just they slightly raise their head, slightly raise their head, the back's not straight, and they go on straight into Sajda. That's not valid. We're going to come across this uh, separate Vajib, Ta'adili Arkan. We're coming to that. That is necessary. So in every position to stay there, uh, to be to remain in that position, whether it be standing position, whether it be prostration position, I'll, so long as our body parts can become straight, we can we all calm in that position, and the length of minimum three tasbihs, like in the length of Subhanahu we need to remain for that length, at least in that position, for that position to be acceptable and counted. Inshallah, you enjoyed that episode and gained benefit. Please join us in our Facebook group by clicking the link which is in the bio of this episode. In there you'll find over 350 Muslims with sharing information, knowledge, how to better our deen, family tips and photos relating to this episode as well. Until then, I will speak to you in the group. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.